Mahler conceived of the music for Rheinlichen before finding the appropriate poem to go with it, contrary to his usual procedure in writing the Wunderhorn songs. He confided to his friend, Natalie Bauer-Lechner, that the song, as he said, is much more direct, that is, both childish, mischievous, and heartfelt. You have never heard anything like it. And the instrumentation is both gentle and sunny, like the pure colors of a butterfly. But, Mahler continues, despite its folk-like simplicity, it is also highly unusual, especially as regards the harmony, so that people will not understand it and will call it far-fetched. Nevertheless, the harmonies are the most natural imaginable, simply those which the melody required. The poem, entitled Rheinischer Bundesring, in the Wunderhorn Anthology, skillfully combines artful poetic verse and folk poetry from the southern Tyrol. Mahler sets it to music akin to an Austrian folk dance in triple meter. His penchant for extraordinarily detailed score markings is apparent here, as in a few of the other Wunderhorn songs. Occasionally, he gives different directions to different instruments in the same measure. The three stanzas are held together by the opening notes of the vocal theme that recur throughout the song, but lead to different musical ideas with each appearance. In the accompaniment, when it is not merely doubling the melody, similar flowing sixteenths, as in the Fischpredigt and Wer hat dies Liedlein erdacht, appear. A cellular figure consisting of two eighths separated by two sixteenths provide continuity and variety to this otherwise stable accompaniment. The song is structured in a perfectly symmetrical form, A-B-A-B-A, alternating A sections on the principal tons lead with B sections offering more lyrical thematic material, still based upon the dance theme of the, of the A sections. Marked gemächlich, or comfortably, in keeping with the grace and charm of the folk song, Ryan Legend opens with an orchestral introduction that begins on a rising three-note upbeat that slows up into the bar, a procedure frequently used in Viennese waltzes. Mahler will use the same upbeat to begin the principal theme from the first movement of his fourth symphony that shares the relaxed, light-hearted nature of the Rhine legend. In fact, a rhythmic figure based upon a rising broken chord twice repeated by the flute near the beginning also recurs in the scherzo movement of that symphony. The violin theme which precedes this little flippant flute figure will appear in various guises as the main material for the brief orchestral interludes that separate each of the five sections into which the song is divided. This theme contains elements of the main vocal melody of the A section. After the little flute figure, the introduction concludes on a descending chromatic figure in sixteenths that keeps bounding down with each falling step and ultimately reaches a low E in the violins, telescoping directly into the entrance of the singer on the main theme. This scurrying 16th note figure also appears in the Fischpredigt. The vocal theme enters as the falling figuration concludes, providing one of many instances in which Mahler telescopes one section into another, by overlapping the conclusion of the, f of the earlier section with the beginning of what follows. This delightfully simple melody contains some typically Malarian elements, including, for example, 
a rising fourth used here not as the initiating upbeat, but as the first interval following a two-note upbeat with which the theme begins. Also an example of typical Mahlerian elements is the use of the group petto figure, here used twice in the primary stepwise motion of the theme's first part. Palmer relates it to a folk tune called Das Märchen von Ringlein and to the trio from Schubert's Sonata in G major, Deutsche 894. An orchestral interlude links the A and B sections with a combination of the rhythmic motors from the introduction. Actually, the vocal melody of the B section, somewhat less perky and containing wider intervallic leaps, is based upon a few melodic elements found in the tune from the A section, including the groupings of three eighth notes and the gruppetto figure. bouncy 16th note phrase on falling chromatics that ushered in the singer at the beginning of the A section does so again when the A section briefly returns. An almost complete reprise of the introduction follows, this time in woodwinds and low strings. Its falling chromatic 16th note figure now serves to introduce the B rather than the A section. Mahler varies the melody of this contrasting section masterfully changing both its shape and its tonality. It sounds a, a curiously ominous note by reverting momentarily to the minor mode. The vocal melody ends with almost the same phrase with which it began. In the brief orchestral passage that precedes the last two lines of the third stanza with fragments of the principal theme, violins accompany the vocal line with a variation of the B section's principal theme in a dotted rhythm rather than the even eighths that appear in the voice. Horns add an imitative variant of the phrase with which the vocalist closed the third stanza, here played a fifth higher than before, and followed by the falling chromatic sixteenth note figure from the introduction that functions as a brief interlude into the final reprise of the A section. In the bright key of A major, the final A section brings back the sunny atmosphere of the opening. With a six-measure orchestral passage based upon one of the rhythmic motives of the introduction, the song ends, now concluding with a perfect cadence.
Stitch Kringer. 